Hey, party people. Today's episode is brought to you by Captain Morgan, the official captain of Against All Odds. We're raising our glasses of Captain Morgan and Ginger to all you captains out there. Whether you're a tugboat captain, captain of your intramural dodgeball team, or just live to have fun, you're all captains in our book. No matter how you choose to live like a captain, Captain Morgan reminds you to please drink responsibly. Captain's orders. All right. Thanks, Mighty Mighty Boss Tones. Welcome to Against All Odds, part of the Ringer Podcast Network. Tate Frazier, our producer, is here. What's happening, Tate? What's going on, Sal? Happy 2018. Same to you, pal. How's everything? I, I talked to you briefly on Simmons' podcast. Did uh, Santa give you everything you wanted? Uh, he didn't come this year. Uh, is that right? I've I, I finally outgrown Santa. So Really? Uh, yeah, sorry, kids. So no Ocho Cinco jersey or anything stupid like that? No, no, no. I got a Mike Vick Eagles jersey, but I don't know if I can wear that anymore. No, don't wear that. <laughs> I don't know what year that would have been good. Uh, we have such a big show today. It might as well be three or four shows. We are going to talk. There's wild card football, big weekend coming up. Uh, the college football championship. I invented a fun new gambling contest I want to introduce to uh, the fans. And then we're going to go over best bets with these guys. They are red hot. Let me bring them on right now. My wizards of wagering, my gurus of gambling, my barons of betting, my overlords of the odds, the degenerate trifecta. What's happening, guys? Hey, Happy New Year, Sal. What's up, Sal? What's going on, buddy? Happy New Year, guys. It's, it's going to be a good one, and, and especially for Harry. Um, let me update people who are not familiar with this. I made a bet with Harry. Harry has to lose 52 pounds by Super Bowl 52. We did this in, uh, what was it, March? I guess late March we started. And, Harry, you weighed yourself in. If you lose, if you win, you get $5,200. If you lose, you have to wear a sign, a sandwich board, only a sandwich board, that says, I'm Harry Harry Hippo, the fat loser who couldn't lose fat. And then you have to sing Daughtry for an hour while walking up and down Hollywood Boulevard. Now, it seems like you're going to win. You weighed yourself. You need to weigh 194 and a half. You have 31 days left. I think tomorrow is the 4th. February 4th is when you're going to weigh in for real. What did you come in at? I came in at 202 on the dot today. So I'm right there. It's going to come down to the, it's going to come down to the wire, it seems like. It really is. Tate, I showed you the video. Harry weighed himself. He uh, he got on the scale. He got off. What what did you think of that? It was very, very strange, isn't it? It's very strange that Harry treats it like he's on an MTV show, or, mm. or he, he treats it like he's on MTV's Made, and he's like narrating <laughs> his own journey to the camera. You know, he, sh- he he gives like these grimaces and these side looks at the camera as if he's, you know, defeated or upset with himself or expects more. It, it's very entertaining. I enjoyed Harry. It's it's been a battle. It's been a struggle. I you know I got injured running down a mountain. I had uh, spent a couple of days in the hospital. I was sick uh, uh, recently, where I thought I may have had to have surgery on uh, on Christmas Day. But what was uh, it? You didn't been, have surgery. What, what 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 was it in actuality? You they, they originally thought, the do- two doctors originally thought I had a perforated ulcer on my small intestine, and they would have had to operate on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. And then we waited a day, and then I had to take, uh, like, barium and or this, this stuff to drink to see if they could see my inside of uh, around my stomach to see if uh, it was perforated. It wasn't, so it's just a regular ulcer, so I'm on medication, but I'm still doing a light workouts and still doing my uh, soup that I'm making, and I'm just trying to do whatever I can to lose a few more pounds. It's been tough. It's been a battle, but uh, 
But what do I got? Seven pounds, eight pounds to go, six, seven, eight pounds. Well, we'll see how it goes. Seven and a half. You had gas, basically. You went in the hospital because you had gas, yeah. right? Okay. All right. See, the three-letter yeah, well, three letter word explains that whole uh, three paragraphs you gave us. Yeah. So Harry had gas, and now he's seven and a half pounds away from $5,200. It is going to be close. It's gonna be... Parley Kid, you think he gets this? I mean, two pounds a week, he's in, right? Yes. Uh, you know, I think um, a couple weeks ago when we weighed him uh, out in California, he was about... He was pushing the 210 mark, so maybe yeah. even more than that. So he's actually lost 8 to 10 pounds in the last 15, 16 days. Mm-hmm. So I think he's he's probably on pace to get this. I really did think, though, Sal, he looked, watching that video of him today, he looked like a, a, a worn-down man. Yeah. He looks like he it really is going to be a struggle to the finish for the poor guy because he really isn't eating. Right. He really <laughs> just isn't eating anything. He's He's starving himself. I know it's terrifying. By the way, by the way it's, it's it's January. I was in the pool today. I was in, I, I, outside in the pool today for 25 minutes. It's January. What were you eating? Phoenix, but it's still January. But were you eating in the pool? What were you doing? You have a whole <laughs> running pool, in so... place. The old, the old what I how I started it. All right. Well, listen. I, I wish you luck. I don't know. I, I think psychologically, you're going to get under 200. You called the Mendoza line, and that's going to be enough for you. I think like you're not even going to realize it, but you're going to like, oh, I like it at 198, 197 and a half, and uh, you're going to stay there. At least that might that might be wishful thinking on my part. Let's switch because there's so much sports action, even aside from Harry's weight. Believe it or not, uh, Bovada.lv. Our friends at Bovada, they have done something really dumb. They gave me my own betting page where I put together special props. And I think I have four or five on the board now. Uh, if you go to Bovada, you go on the left side, down the specials, all the way down. I think I'm right right underneath the Gaelic games or something crazy. And it'll say specials, and then it's Cousin Sal specials. And so I have who will score more points, Georgia or Atlanta, a little battle of the state of Georgia, the college team Georgia or Atlanta. I think they're both expected to score about 20 points. Uh, they have Atlanta Falcons to score more at minus 150. Golden Globes are this weekend. Big screen or little screen? What do you like? Little Big Lies, minus one and a half Golden Globe Awards over the shape of water. Uh, that's ridiculous. And then we get into a couple uh, other ones. I, I try to make this like a feminine prop. Gurley, Todd Gurley against Sony Michelle. And I think it was lost in the trend. They just put Gurley against Michelle. Brother Bry, you have a uh, an opinion on this. Gurley is minus seven and a half yards rushing over Sony Michelle. What do you like? Yeah, I like Gurley minus seven and a half in this one. Look, they both average about eighty-seven yards a game, but I don't know if Sony Michelle. I mean, had the monster game the other day, but his over/under I think was about seventy-three in that Oklahoma game. Although he had one hundred and eighty-one yards, I mm-hmm. think in this game I'm guessing his over/under against Bama is probably going to be about like low sixties because he doesn't get more than about. I think the most he had is 16 carries a game in one game this year, maybe in, in two. And he'll be facing Alabama's defense, which is number one in the country. Uh, they only give up 92 rushing yards a game and only 2.7 yards per carry. So I think, uh, you know, he going up against that terrible defense Oklahoma had last week, I, I don't expect a huge game from him. I, I don't necessarily expect a huge game from Gurley either because Atlanta's really good against the run as well. But you know, Gurley's still going to get his 18 to 22 carries, and I expect him to be in like the you know the upper 70s at least. He'll he'll get one carry of like 25 to 30 yards. So yeah, uh, I I don't know. I, I when you said minus seven and a half, I'm I'm thinking Gurley's over under is probably going to be between 75 and 80, and Sony Michelle is probably going to be about. 
I think it's going to be low 60s, so I think you're getting some value here with Gurley, minus 7.5. Yeah, I so think I like so, too. I think, it's, uh, I think, like you said, Gurley may have twice as many carries as Sonny Michel, at least 10 or 12 more, and uh, that translates to minus 7.5. That should be a good bet. Uh, Harry, I also have a prop up there. Highest margin of victory in the wild card games. Uh Bills, Jags, plus 175. Titans, Chiefs, 2-1. to one. Falcons, Rams, plus 275. Panthers, Saints, 3-1. to one. Which way are you going with this? You know, I like, <clears throat> I like the Titans and the Chiefs at 2-1 to one, uh, to have the highest margin of victory. I think the Chiefs really might just roll the Titans. Marcus Mariota's had 15 picks this year. Uh, he's had bad second half, some games that cost them. Cost them. Uh, it, he had uh, four picks in a primetime Thursday night game against Pittsburgh that cost him the second half in the game. Uh, At Arizona, he only mustered 159 yards when they needed a win late in the season, and he had two picks in that game. So it could turn real ugly real quick for the Titans. They're 23rd in the NFL in offense. Uh, I think the key is if you shut down Delaney Walker, you'll force Mariota into a lot of uncomfortable situations. Uh, Alex Smith, Smith can put up numbers. Uh, he had 26 touchdowns, only five picks this year. I think KC is back on track, winning four games in a row and averaging 29 points a game in their last five. So I think, and they're the fifth best offense in in the NFL. I think Kansas City might just roll the Titans if it, if Mariota plays poorly. Uh, meanwhile, in the other games, uh, even though the Rams' offense was dynamic this year, I think the defending NFC champs keep that game close. The Bills and Jags could all be about defense, and the Panthers and Saints could just beat the crap out of each other, I think, uh, as they meet for the third time this season. So I think Titans-Chiefs at 2-1 to one will have the highest margin of victory with the Chiefs really rolling the Titans. All right. I looked all these teams up, or at least the underdogs, how many times they lost by double digits. Titans lost by double digits three times. Bills lost by double digits five times, which I guess is why Jags-Bills is the favorite in this prop. Uh, Falcons lost by double digits twice. But the, but the twice. Bills also did that. Two of those were to the two of those were the Patriots, though. Right, right, yeah. But they're still used to getting blown out, I guess. But all right, and Tate, you know how many times your Panthers got blown out? Double digits. Uh, four times. That's exactly right. Wow, the guy knows his team. Nice job, Tate. Jesus. Tate, would you go? Which do you go three to one on that? No, you think that's going to be a close game, Panthers. I I think it could get ugly. It, it's weird. Oh. It could either get ugly where the Saints just actually blow them out. If they score more than thirty points, and it, it's over. But I also I have this weird feeling that they're not going to beat the Panthers three times. But I don't want to jinx it, so mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm just gonna stay here and just say don't take the Panthers. I think it'll be a close game. I looked that up. It's uh, the third time in a playoff game. Uh, obviously, it would be a playoff game. Thirteen and seven. The team that's won twice has finished off the other team uh, a third time. So 65%. Do we know what they are against the spread? I didn't look that up. We were supposed to get help from our friend Dave Tooley, but he might just be done with us. I don't know. Simmons, (laughs) Simmons Dave. I think he's probably like, F you. I'm not doing any more free work for you guys. But come on. (laughs) Yeah, step it up, Tooley. All right, Parlay Kid, this one is not on on my special page. But if you go to NFL specials on Bovada.lv, you'll see the odds for most rushing yards in these wild card games. Um who are you picking for the most rushing yards? So I have Fournette at eleven to two to uh, have the most rushing yards this uh, weekend. The Jags are number one in rushing uh, the ball this year in the NFL. The Bills are the fourth worst in the NFL and the worst amongst the playoff teams. Uh, as our pal Mike Lombardi said on uh, one of his uh, podcasts, the the Bills are small. The, the Jags are going to physically beat them up. 
Uh, I can see Fournette carrying the ball about 25 times this game, and we know how Fournette runs. He's going to get his two yards, his three yards, his four yards, but I also can see him breaking one or two long runs this weekend. Uh, let's face it, Bortles, the last two weeks, has been back to being Bortles. Five interceptions in the last two games. The Jags are going to look to get a lead and then look to pound the ball so so Bortles does not lose this game for him. I think it's going to be a Fournette show. Uh, the, the Jags are going to physically beat them up. And I could see Fournette ending up with about 125 yards this weekend, 11-2. I really like that bet. Yeah, I like I like the Jags a lot. I think Fournette's can, obviously going to have to figure into that um, if they're going to win big. But I, at the same odds, Parlay Kid, Darren, I like Ingram at plus 550. I think Kamara and Ingram over the two games against the Panthers have almost 300 mm-hmm. yards uh, rushing. And I could just see Ingram lighting it up. I'm sorry, Tate. Yeah. You're afraid of, Are you more afraid of Ingram, Tate, or uh, Michael Thomas? Michael Thomas. You are. Yeah. I'm more afraid of Drew Brees in passing against the Panthers than I am the running game. Mm. Which, yeah. this will probably come I back agree. to bite me. Yeah. I, I Tate, I agree with that, and I only say that because I don't think the Panthers are going to get beat by the rush for a third time. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to—I actually think they're going to really make Brees beat them, and they, it's possibly he may, but I don't think they're going to let the rush—I don't think they're going to be able to pound the ball on the Panthers again. So, Are we looking, Brother Bry, you're an odds guy— uh, does it matter, Panthers or Saints? They uh, winner, I guess, uh, barring a, uh, a Falcons win, Panthers or Saints would go to Philly. Are both those teams favored? I don't expect you to know for sure, but I, I, think, I think. Yeah, I mean, I think anybody. It's weird. It's weird to say this, but I almost think. I don't know if everybody would be, but it's almost like any of the other NFC teams, like anybody going to Philly would almost at this point in time be a favorite. Even right? Atlanta, or at yeah. least be even. Yeah. Like, would, would you take the Philly and. In, in the next round at all? No. I, I, I mean, is anybody going to You're right. I think six-seed Atlanta to encourage equal gambling on both sides I think would have to be a three-point favorite in Philly. I mean, what do you have to see out of Falls anymore? That was uh, that was pathetic, and they were trying to win that game, <laughs> at least trying to score while he was in there. All right, so you can see all these specials on Bovada.lv. You go to my page. Uh, I go on the sp- – It'll say specials on the left side. You go all the way down. Cousin Sal specials. You'll see some of those. Let's talk about eHarmony. You know, if you're trying online dating, chances are you've run into lazy text messages, dead-end conversations, and random matches that don't turn into dates. Nephew Kyle has tried eHarmony. Tate, you hang out with Nephew Kyle. Have you seen him lately? No, I haven't seen him in a while. I don't know where he is. You know where he is? He's on eHarmony, and he's meeting respectable women online, which is a change for him, but it's great. Unlike many other online dating sites, eHarmony uses years of science, data, and psychological research in order to find you a more compatible match because eHarmony is built to help you find lasting, meaningful relationships, not a shallow hookup. They have helped over a million people find their match. And right now, my listeners can get a month of eHarmony free when they sign up for a three-month subscription. Just enter my code ODDS O-D-D-S, at checkout. Stop waiting and start your journey to a satisfying, meaningful relationship. It could be fun to play around with online dating apps, but when you're ready to fall in love with someone and have a meaningful relationship, there's one app that's built to bring you real love. Are you listening, Kyle? eHarmony. Come see how eHarmony can change your life. Go to eHarmony.com and enter my code ODDS at checkout. Now, listen, I'm going to trans- transition here. I came, I'm very proud of this game. I don't know why. My friend Gabe kind of led me down the road 
uh, into this, but I, I really took this and went crazy with it. It's a playoff gambling contest you could do with your friends. I have a lot of people at work interested in this. Uh, the four of us are going to do this. Here's how it works. We each start off with 200 fake dollars to spread out on the first touchdown score prop on all 11 playoff games. You could bet $5 increments, and you must designate at least 5%, $10 on each game, and you eventually risk all $200. You can't sit on uh, any leftover money. Now, whoever turns the highest profit gets paid that amount by the other players. For example, Darren, the parlay kid, if you end up the most profitable with $990, fake dollars, after the Super Bowl, me, Brother Bry, and Harry each give you 330 Now, you can cap it. We can cap it at 500 In real dollars. In too, real right? dollars. That's real dollars we would have to pay. We pay the fake dollars in real dollars and cap it at 500 or a thousand, so it doesn't get out of hand, or you could just let it go and then it just becomes a very uh, interesting contest. I think you're probably not out of it until the last game, either way. But what do you think, Harry? Do you have any questions? I explained this to you the other day, and you wanted nothing to do with it. You you turned your focus to fantasy. Do you, do you understand it better now? If, Dar- if Darren wins like $990 and we all owe him $330, can I borrow $330 from you? No. What are you talking about? <laughs> what is that? I don't know. I'm just just no, lose the weight. I'm, you get fifty two hundred dollars. You don't need that. You right. don't even need this money. Uh, I just I was I was thinking about this today actually, and I um, I'm thinking of maybe maybe trying something instead of going running backs who get a lot of the first touchdowns. Maybe I'll go with the running quarterbacks to score the first touchdown, like Tyrod Taylor, Alex Smith, Cam Newton. Right. Usually, when you get the quarterbacks to score the first touchdown, you get you get a decent price. Right. That's right. Now listen, you could put. Twenty. You don't have to put it all on one guy in one game. You could put twenty dollars on Ingram and and twenty dollars on Kamara. You could do it like that, or you could do Fournette and Ty Teller. It doesn't have to be. It could be different teams. I think it's going to be fun. Now, Harry, I'm going to quiz you. Can you put seventeen dollars on Julio Jones? <laughs> yes or no? Oh, uh, you can. <laughs> No, you cannot. I said five dollar increments. Oh, Harry, Tate, can you believe this? <laughs> Tate, do you like this at all? I like it a lot. I don't think Harry's going to win the bet. Now he, he just sort of, he just gave up that he right. wasn't going to get the fifty two hundred dollars. No, the dumbest the, dumb, the, right the dumbest one always Tate, wins. I'm playing possum. I'm playing possum. Brother, I like it, Harry. Brother Bry, what what would your strategy be? Uh, that's a good question, Sal. I, I think uh, you know. I, it's funny when Harry said that I was thinking almost the same thing. Like you, those quarterbacks, you'll sometimes get between like fifteen and twenty-five to one odds. So I would think about some of that. The, the one question I have, Sal, is like, say you win big week one, can you roll that over? Like, say, say all of a sudden my balance is at four hundred. Can I, or you can only bet the two hundred? No. So yeah, I should have made that clear. You can only bet the two hundred. We don't want to get in too okay. crazy. Yeah. So you can only bet it, and you have to bet it eventually, and you have to have enough money to bet. Uh, what did we say? Ten on each game. So you can't. Although I'm wondering if if one of us just bets the running backs if they'll win because everybody else will be at like zero balance or right. negative two hundred by it. the end of this. I'm gonna have yeah, to look. Have to mix and match. I'm gonna look ne- uh, to see what happened last year uh, for this, but this could be this could get out of hand. Should we cap it, Parley Kid, at five hundred or a thousand, or what do you want to do? Well, Sal. Wouldn't there be there be nothing better to not cap it? <laughs> it would be so much fun. I win, but I win like say like fifteen thousand, and Harry's got to give me his five. Oh, that'd be good. He might win in that bet. How that about would that? Be, I mean, that would be ideal. Yeah. But uh, being that I can't even risk that type of money either, uh, I don't. I don't know <laughs> if we really need to cap it though, Sal. I don't know if it's going to really get. What Listen, would be the most? 
You, you know me. You know me. I don't. I don't want to cap it. It does seem like someone's going to. It does seem like someone's going to win eighty dollars, and that's going to suck. But at least the the threat of you know infinity is there. You know. But I do like your your theory, Darren. You take Harry's weight money, Darren, and. Eight months, gained 14 pounds, and gets $5,200. Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> yes. Uh, I love that. I love it. All right. It Harry, Harry, great. you want a cap. And we, and we, Harry and, wants to put a cap on so this, right? You need, to, you need to bet in every game, too. I think we'll make it like 5%, so $10 on every game at least. Yeah. Right. All right. And then right, that, right. If, okay. if you do 10 on each game, that's 110. So you would have to do, you know, you have the 90 to play with right, right, above right. that. That makes sense. But uh, no, this is going to be a lot of fun. This was a great idea. Thank Simple, you. But great. Thank you. That's yeah. right. Harry, you want to cap this, right? We could talk about it after. But... Doesn't matter. I'm fine. Really? Let's roll. Wow. Yeah, let's roll. <laughs> let's yeah, roll. I, wonder if it's, I wonder if it's better off betting big early or late. Like just waiting for everybody else to lose or to like really, I mean. I don't know. It's, it's, a... probably better betting, it's probably better off betting big early, I'm going to say. Yeah. Well, at least I, you know where you stand at the end, and you can put more on one thing. I'm for not capping it. Um, yeah, what, let's what? not cap it. Let's not cap it. Parlay kid? Yeah, Harry, Harry's going to be coming into plenty of money. So let's not All right, it. good. Good, good. All okay. right, Tate, what about this? This is a ballsy thing we're doing here, right? Yeah. Harry's kept a lot of caps on a lot of things for this whole run of losing weight. So yes. I, I think no caps. Yeah, no Keep caps, no Harry. Caps. All right. I like it. You know, someone bets like, you know, $15 on no touchdown scored in the in the Chiefs-Titans, and it's a 6-3 final. You know, all of a sudden, is you're, you're, what, is, what is that? What would that be? Like 20? I guess that would only be like 300. This could be good. I think no cap. We'll go no cap. All right. So that's something I haven't named the contest, but... Um, that's uh, maybe I just name it after me. It's um, it, I'll go over the rules one more time. Start with two hundred fake dollars, spread it out on the first touchdown score prop for all eleven playoff games in five dollar increments. You must designate at least ten dollars on each game, eventually risking all two hundred, and you can only spend the two hundred. Whoever turns the highest profit gets paid by the other players, and that's that. We're not capping it. I love it. Let's move. Love to it. The college football championship, Alabama Georgia. Now. We all have a vested interest in this. Brother Brian and I, from the beginning of the year, had Alabama, USC, and Ohio State versus the field. Brian, what was the what were the odds on that? It was low, right? I think, it, yeah, I mean, it was what minus one fifteen. Minus one fifteen sounds right. I think, although we kind of blew that, we should have probably just put. I think Alabama and Ohio State combined was like plus one seventy five. Oh, was it? Thrown USC in there. Yeah, I think so. Thank God, well, we Alabama. should have just taken Alabama like plus two twenty five or whatever. Yeah, well, I, I, you know, I did that last year, and then I, I bailed out. Luckily, when they played Clemson, they were like a six point favorite or something, so I, I made it work. But, uh, but yeah, I like our odds. Alabama, incidentally, is minus five over Georgia. The over under is forty five. Parley kid, you have Tom Brady MVP and Alabama, uh, to win it all. Parley, that's nice. What were the what'd you get on that? Did you get? Eight to, 12 uh, to 1? A little over 12 to 1, Sal. 12 I, to I 1. I picked that up in uh, probably in October some point. Oh, okay. Um, I, I just don't know. I, I've been, I'm trying to ask advice if, uh, about hedging a little bit here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I really don't know what to do. You know, they don't announce this MVP for a while, even though I guess it's – I still think – I'm a believer that Brady's going to win the MVP. I think he's going to eke it out. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Brady I, winning the MVP? I, I think he is the MVP. I think Gurley got started. I know he's got great numbers, but I think he got started a little late. 
God, Brady's 40 years old. He's missing Edelman. He put up great numbers. Yeah. Uh, you know, Gronk yeah. is in, in having the best year. Um, right. I would say they they took the I, did people vote already? I, I I heard a Siasen yesterday. It sounded like people voted. It sounded like he voted for yeah. Gurley uh, on inside the NFL. He wouldn't say as much because yeah. he can't. I but. mean, I, I I get it, Sal. But listen, this is how I look at it. If I can say this real quick, yeah. If you go back to October, it was Brady Stafford. Then mm-hmm. it was Brady Smith. Then yeah. it was Brady. Wentz, then it was Brady Brown. Mm-hmm. Now it's Brady Gurley. What's the one consistent in this whole argument? It's Brady. Yeah. How could he not be the MVP at this point? I, well, that's just my opinion. But and I, I might hedge a little bit with Georgia though this week too. I ta- mean, even though yeah. I do like Alabama to win this game, but ta- I could hedge a little. Tate ta- Brady or Gurley? It's Gurley. Oh, it is. Give me Gurley. Uh, I feel like Brady has the Kobe MVP thing where nobody, everybody knows he's good, but they don't want to give him the MVP. Well, LeBron too. Yeah, same, yeah, yeah. Same with LeBron. Gurley didn't. Curly didn't even win the rushing title, I, you know. So I, yeah. you know, to but, me, but but he basically those little screen plays kind of divvy up as rushing plays, you know. Yeah, they do, they do. Yeah. I mean, you could almost say Hunt could be the MVP then too. Yeah, I mean, you could. Now, yeah. very similar. Harry is in this too. You know? He's got a couple hundred dollars on Georgia before uh, before the Final Four. You bet this, right? Was that plus three fifty? Yeah, plus three fifty. Um, you know, I, I know they're not going to put up numbers like they did against Oklahoma, but, I mean, Chubb and and Michelle, I mean, are you kidding me? They combined for 326 and six total touchdowns in the game. Like I said, I think the game being played in Georgia, too, it's going to be – I've heard ticket sales are going crazy for the Dogs fans and everything. I think Georgia wins this game outright by, like, five. Mm. Interesting. All right. Harry said to me after the Oklahoma game, he said, nobody is beating Georgia. Wow. That's right. Wow. Wow. I mean, they, they, their defense looked, they're eighth, eighth ranked in the country, and uh, Oklahoma threw them for a loop in the first half, but then they buckled down, tightened things down in the second half, and I think it's going to be a struggle uh, for Bama to score. Okay. Parley kid, you going with this? You have your parlay with well, Alabama. So I think, you know, yeah. I, I think three out of the four of us, I think, had Bama, Georgia, right? I think we kind of nailed that yes. in our last podcast that mm-hmm. we were together. Yep. Uh, I know I, I, like, I had Bama and Georgia. I think Harry had Bama and Georgia. Yeah, Bri- so Brian went you, against did it. Did you yeah. go with that, too? I did, no, yeah. Well, right. No, I stupidly decided to take the three and a half points with Clemson, but that was, that was dumb. I won't yeah, do that again. That's all right. We're, we're yeah. all over Alabama right <laughs> now. Parlay kid, you like yeah, get, so, you laying the five? I, I think... Yeah, I, Harry can look at this like a home game for Georgia, but this is this place is really a home away from home for Alabama as well. Uh, they've played here often. Um, Bama actually runs the ball almost as well as Georgia does. Uh, you know, I think only the only chance I think Georgia has in this game is if uh, their D can fo- force Alabama into some turnovers and they have short fields to work with. And forcing Alabama into turnovers is really tough. Yep. I, I, I couldn't believe when I saw it. Hertz has only thrown one interception this year, mm-hmm. 17 touchdowns, one interception. I think the fact that Hertz and company uh, last year, they were winning this game in the fourth. They lost. They have the experience in playing. They're, they're out to seek, uh, you know, get a little revenge here, even though it's not against Clemson. They already got their revenge game with that. But I really think... This is a determined team right now to win this title. Uh, I think I say 27-17 Alabama. They're the national champs. 
That's much my I like on. it. I like it. Yeah, even in the game against Clemson last year in the national championship, didn't throw an interception, yeah. Hurts, and ran for like 60, no, 70, 70 no, yards or something. You know, he, uh, he had 80-something he had yards rushing in that game last year against them. So yeah. He's, you know, he's a pretty good player. I don't think he gets some credit that's, that offense can get a little stagnant at times. Yeah. But he's efficient. And how much do they have to score? I mean, to win this game, I'm not really sure. I mean, last year they did score what 31 in this game, right? Against the good Clemson defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they if they if they match that, they're winning this game easily. easily. Yeah, I agree. The difference for the defensive side of uh, Georgia, Roquan Smith was he just everywhere in that game in the second half against Oklahoma? I think he's going to do it again to Alabama. He's going to be the difference in mm. the second half. First half, first half he struggled, but. He was amazing in the second half. Amazing. That was such a weird game, brother Brian. I think you have this reserved for your best bet. Do you want to? You want to save it for that? Your analysis? Yeah, yeah, I'll save it for that. Uh, The only thing I'll say Uh, is, oh, go ahead. But what were we gonna say? Yeah, no. What I was gonna say is that there are a few props though that I like too. We can. Yeah, if you guys have any props you like, go ahead, Brian. Yeah, yeah, I like. you know, we we talk about this one a lot, whether it's the Super Bowl or the college championships. But I like will will a team will either of the teams score three unanswered times within mm-hmm. the game? The yes is minus one seventy five. I I like the yes in this one, uh, similar because unless Alabama keeps missing field goals, which they which they might. But the last two years, it's gone. It's been actually a no, which is surprising. But I think I think the last like seven years before that, or something like that, or maybe even more. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it was a yes, so I think it's it's about time that that swings back to the yes. I think minus one seventy five is pretty good for that. Yeah, you know the we the one prop we were on for these bowl games was over, the longest touchdown over, and sometimes depending on the over the over under was in the sixties uh, or in the high fifties. The longest touchdown was in the 60s. Sometimes it was like sixty three and a half yards, which is crazy to take, but it would go over. I think. I had to skip it because I ended up missing one and getting another. So I was like, I'm on the wrong side of this prop. And then it went 4-0 one day. It had to be about 60-65%, right? The longest longest touchdown? Yeah, I think it still ended up that way. I know uh, even on the last day, right? well, before the championship games, it went what? It was like, uh, or uh, I think the... It went three and two, I think, the last day. Too. Yeah, once so you get, I think, I think it was definitely around sixty percent. It was in the seventies at one point in time, but then yeah. it took a little hit one or two days. But right. then uh, it still rebounded a little bit. Yeah, once you but get, you know what I like too, Sal, in these games, usually in these big, these big time bowl games, mm-hmm. the under one and a half shortest touchdown that seems to hit a lot. Oh yeah, too. you like that? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I love that. I'm definitely going to be jumping on that one. I, I jumped on that last year. Uh, I think it's probably hit a few years in a row, and I, I just feel like in these playoff games it always hits as well. Well, it just seems like that's a winner, and and every these these refs are so flag happy with the pass interference, and then you're in the end zone, and then you're set with the under one and a half usually. Uh, but uh, yeah, I think that that over longest touchdown thing took it. I think it's once you hit the January first games, those are kind of tight. Maybe you stay away from that. Those three unanswered scores. That's what we should be doing in these bowl games because uh, it it seems like one team would just get hot. Maybe there would be a comeback, and if there was a comeback, good for you on the other side. But yes, three unanswered scores by one team is a is another prop I like. I, as far as the game goes, I th- I just I think Georgia was on the right side of a shootout last week. I really do. I think it hurts a little yeah. for Alabama that Anthony Jennings is out, linebacker. He has a knee injury. He he caused the hit that led to the interception against Clemson. Um, but 
you know, I, I think if they shut down the running game for the most part, like they for the most part they did against Auburn. I know Carryon Johnson had 104 yards, but it was on 30 carries. If they could do that against this uh, running back tandem for Georgia, they're going to be uh, in good shape. And to your point, Parley Kid, Naren, Jalen Hurts, that guy's a winner. 25 and 2 as yeah. a starter, 66% yep. completion rate last week. I, I just think it's the kind of game where it's going to be an Alabama type game. They'll, they'll score to go up four, uh, and then there's going to be a turnover on one of the next two plays, and then they'll be up 11, and that lights out for that. I, I kind of think that's it. I would take I would take Alabama in this one. I hope, uh, Harry, I hope you hedge because uh, we're all going to be rooting for Alabama here. No hedging to this. No hedging this time. Wow! No hedging. No no limit on the. No hedging on the playoff. I'm the king of it, profit. but I'm not hedging on this. All right, good. All right, now listen. Whoa! All right, let's talk my bookie. You know, bowl season is here. It's almost over. It's time to get in on the action with my bookie. Are you sick and tired of getting the runaround when you ask for payout? Sign up at mybookie.ag today and get paid fast when you win. My bookie is your hookup for all your betting needs, and you could even deposit using Bitcoin if you can figure out what that is. Where you bet is just as important as who you're betting on, and if you want to make money betting this college football championship game, you got to go to mybookie.ag. I trust them, but you don't have to take my word for it. Check them out yourself. They have odds on every matchup, as well as in-game live betting. Oh, I love the in-game live betting on all this season's NFL playoff games. Join now, and MyBookie will match your deposit with up to a 50% bonus. Use promo code SAL, S-A-L, to activate the offer. Visit MyBookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. Let's go to the best bets here. This is it. Parlay Kid, Brother Bry, you had a stat for the Parlay Kid. What has he done the last three or four weeks? Oh, yeah. So Parley Kids hit four weeks in a row. And if, if you jumped on that and rolled it over into each week, that's, uh, it was 67 to 1 odds. Wow. Also, if you, if you, if you took our uh, best bet the last four weeks as well and rolled that over, it was like 34 to 1 odds. Harry, you're that's laughing. You don't think that's impressive? Or you, what, what, I don't understand. I think wow. it's very impressive. I'm, I'm, hey. I'm blown away. <laughs> oh. Wow. I, I'm, that is pretty good. i tell you what, the fact that I did that should actually be like a million to 1. Yeah, considering considering six weeks ago you were bitching how terrible your picks were. Yeah, see, maybe he was playing possum. There you go. And, and, uh, was that was that with all favorites too, Darren? You had some underdogs in there too. Oh, uh, I guess you, that one week, that one week you had underdogs. That's right. I had yeah, one week. Uh, other than that, it's pretty much been rolling the faves, which I'm going to be doing again this week. So. Go, go ahead, Parley Kid. Hit us with us. Hit it with us. Uh, all right. Hit, so, yeah. so I'm going back to my money line parlay. This is an, basically an even odds parlay. You're going to bet a hundred to win a hundred. I like the Jags at minus uh, four forty. The Rams minus three hundred. And the Chiefs at uh, minus 460, just all to win their games. Listen, this Jags D is great. Uh, I do think with Marcel Darius, too, he's got a little incentive. Uh, the Bills traded him midseason, gave him up for a fifth round draft pick, as it turns out. Uh, he's going to be a little, playing with a little bit of a chip on his shoulder. Uh, the only thing that can go wrong here in this game is if Bortles reverts to Bortles, but I don't think the Jags are going to let him. Marone also has a history with Buffalo. I think the players are going to want to win for Marone. They seem to really like him in Jacksonville. Uh, I think they're going to win this game pretty handily. I think the Bills are just, man, can you believe the Bills are in the playoffs? <laughs> Holy cow. I, I, that is amazing. I believe it. When, I, when I look at my bank account, so I believe it. Uh, 
It, oh, it just my, killed yeah, right? I had a huge parlay uh, with the Bills to not make it, and uh, it, we talked about it Monday. Disgusting, disgusting. Unbelievable. That's right. That's right. And then, so I like the Rams. Uh, the Falcons' offense has just not been the same without Kyle Shanahan. Mm-hmm. Matt Ryan is certainly not the player he was last year. Do you know he's only thrown 20 touchdowns? Wow. Uh, 20 touchdown passes this year with this offense? Yeah. And to me, you know, Gurley, Goff, the Rams have the most creative offense and fun offense in the NFL. I think their offense is just going to outplay Atlanta's offense. That place is going to be rocking. Uh, I think the Rams win. And I think the game is going to be close for a while until the Rams kind of pull away. And so I like the Chiefs. Uh, I don't think this is much of a game. And the Titans literally tried to give their game away last week, right? That play between Mariota yeah. and, and Henry – when when basically a field goal is going to ice the game on their own, their own 15, they run into each other, the ball pops up, touchdown, going the other way. They literally try to give that game away. This team is not ready to play in the playoffs. Marriott is not ready to play uh, in the playoffs. I'm actually really not sold on the kid. I think he had a pretty, a pretty bad year this year. Sure. I think the Chiefs, since Andy Reid has relinquished the play calling yep. uh, duties, uh, they have scored 26 or more points in five straight games. Uh, I think they're going to do it again. And I don't think there's any way the Titans can match that point production. So take the Chiefs. So basically for an even uh, you know, even odds right here with Jags, Rams, Chiefs to win, I like the Faves sound. I think last year this weekend the Faves all came through too. Uh, I like those three. Yeah, the Chiefs, I think uh, since uh, Andy Reid gave up the play calling dude, his average, yeah, I think you're right, 30 points a game or t- a little under 30 points a game. And, uh, yeah. yeah, they're not going to have trouble scoring. And you're right, Pittsburgh, uh, I think these were all double-digit wins. Pittsburgh beat Miami. Houston beat Oakland last year. Oakland didn't have their quarterback. But Green Bay beat up on Harry's Giants, and Seattle beat Detroit. So if you you don't have to look for an underdog. Uh, here's the problem with it, though. I—, I I like all four favorites. I like Alabama. Next week, I'm going to like the Patriots. I'm going to like Pittsburgh, yep. and I'm going to like Minnesota. It's not going to be all these favorites coming in. I just know it. This is the week I typically lose money. But all right, I heard that Rams, Jags, Chiefs is your parlay, brother Bry. You're taking the college football championship. I think I know yeah, which way you're going. Bry, can you also though maybe quickly give Sal that stat before about? Yeah, there was. Uh, uh, there was a few. There was a few good stats, Sal, that I saw today. Um, one of them. So what we were talking about before. The only thing I would say about Darren's thing, like if you like the favorites, should you think about just taking them against right. the spread the way it's been going the last few years? So mm. one thing I saw was the outright winner in the last 38 wild card playoff games are 35 two and one against the spread. Wow, which is nuts, right? So like if you think they're gonna win, just I guess just take them to cover as well and. I also saw a stat that the home favorites of a touchdown or more in the wild card round are ten and zero against the spread since two thousand and five too. So that bodes well, right? For, sure. For the uh, Jags and uh, uh, why even play the games Chiefs. now? And the Chiefs. It's I, know. Over. I, I know. Well, I, that's the thing. I know, last year went four and zero against the spread. The for, I don't know. Is it going to be? It seems that easy, but I don't know. Is it going to be that easy? I mean, one of these. I think it's going to be that easy in the AFC. I don't know about the NFC, though. I, I, I guess one of those teams could. Come See, through. I feel the other way. I feel like the none of these AFC teams are uh, trustworthy, but but right. yeah, but yeah, they should both win on the field uh, easily. But but you like the college game. Yeah, so I like the college game. So the last time for the best bet, Sal, I gave you. Uh, I did Appalachian State last 
uh, two weeks ago, yes. getting seven, and they won thirty-four nothing. I know that uh, <laughs> that <laughs> shutout really screwed you. That too, was I it. Know. I had a parlay. Uh, uh, this is another stupid parlay by me. I had no bowl teams would get shut out, and there'd be no triple overtime. Not even close. Well, I guess it was close to triple overtime with Oklahoma, Georgia, but uh, I won that side. And then uh, who did the hell did they even play? Appalachian State, Toledo, Toledo, Toledo gets shut out. They had like they had like third and seventh at thirty five, and that that jerk gets sacked, and they were out of field goal range. Anyway, <laughs> whatever. I lost that parlay. But go ahead, brother Brian. You're but, uh, on the winning yeah, side so, of college. But, uh, I know you said uh, I know you said minus five before for Alabama, but I saw it. T- uh, it seemed like today it came down to minus four. I know it was hovering around four and a half. It seems like it was minus four the last time I checked. Um, so I, I love Bama minus four in this game. I know the the one thing I'll say is like betting against Bama is like betting against the Pats. Like I'd much I'd feel much better like losing if I bet on Alabama or, or yeah. the Pats and they lost. I some sometimes right. you feel like you just outsmart yourself. Like I did this past weekend taking Clemson with the three and a half, and it was just stupid. Mm-hmm. You know I I I did also like Georgia all year long, but I think. What Bama's going to do, and this is similar to what I was saying with like the Sony Michelle stuff before, is I think they're just going to stack the box. You know, they're going to put eight guys in the box, force Fromm to throw deep on them, and they're just going to. I just don't see a freshman like that coming through in a big game. You know, obviously, Bama has all these guys returning from last year as well, so they have the experience in this game. I think it's going to be hard for Georgia coming off that Oklahoma game against a team with a terrible defense. Now all of a sudden facing Bama. I mean. Bama was flying. Clemson is a fast team, and Bama was just flying all over the field. I know they'll be missing that that really good linebacker Jennings, but right. uh, it seems like he's going to be out for this game, and maybe they might be re- missing their right tackle. But I don't think it's going to matter. I think if the the one thing you guys talked about before with with Jalen Hurts, like I'm not the biggest fan of Hurts, but he does seem to make a lot of plays when they need to. You know, he'll he'll make a play with his feet. That, Fromm's not going to do that. So right. the thing is, in this game, is like you said before, if they get out, if they go up seven nothing early, this is similar to the Clemson game. It's over. I mean, Bama has a chance to come back if they're down. I don't think Georgia does. So I think that uh, I, I, four points. Uh, it's hard to bet against Saban here. Uh, he's not going to lose back to back years. I think he looks to make a statement. And I think that four points is, is easy cover. I think so too. And it's stupid to say, well, they he has a, he has something to prove here. Yeah, this is, we're, we're in the championship game. Both teams are going to try to win. But Nick Saban, it, it, it's a different situation. There are still people out there saying that they were the third best in the SEC, and you know that eats at him. And so. Uh, I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna lay it on even even stronger than he normally would. But, but what did you say, Tate? You like you said you like George in this game, though. Yeah, I do like Georgia, but mm. that, that has come to bite me uh, plenty of times with the Georgia Bulldogs. So I, w- I, w- I wouldn't take a lot of stake in that. But right. I, I'm with no hedge, Harry. You know, just just yeah, keep I was it rolling. Say, is that only yeah. because Harry, Harry likes Georgia? Yeah, probably. No, I had Georgia going into. I, I thought they were going to win the title going into the Final Four. I thought they were going to beat Clemson though. So now that they're facing Bama, that makes me a little hesitant. But you know, at this point, just ride what you got. I think. Yeah, I, I kind of think Tate just sits back and waits for Harry to make a pick, and it's like, <laughs> all right, I'll I'll, def- I'll I'll figure out a way to defend that. Harry, you're not taking this college game. You like one of the wild card games. What's your best bet? I do. I like the Atlanta Falcons Whoa. at plus six and a half. Uh, going against the parlay kid a little bit, but uh, the Falcons plus six and a half. They've won six of the last eight games. They're five and three on the road. Uh, the Rams only four and four at home. New kids on the block uh, as they come into the playoffs for the first time in many years. Last year at the end of the season, 
The Falcons went in and played the Rams and put up 42 points in the first three quarters and won 42-14, where Matt Ryan had three touchdowns and Goff had zero touchdowns and two picks. The Falcons averaged 35 points a game in the playoffs last year in their play and their run to the Super Bowl. Normally, when we think of Atlanta, we think of offense, but in their last five games, in which four of those games were versus playoff teams for this year, the Falcons' defense has given up just 17 points a game. And I'll take a proven playoff quarterback with two NFC Championship games under his belt and six and a half points over Goff and Gurley. I think the game will be close. I think it'll be decided by three games, three points either way. But the six and a half, take it. Wow. I mean, Harry, of course, yeah, you go over last year. The Falcons were great. Of course, you go over Falcons Rams last year. <laughs> make it make it sound good. But and it's interesting. Oh, well, yeah, but they also rolled the Rams, put up forty two in their house, mm-hmm. and golf was awful. Yeah, and like, like I said, the, the new the, they'll be a little nervous. New the new team that's in the playoffs and they haven't been there for a while, and golf's only in the second season against. Against Matty Ice, we'll see what happens. I'll take the six and a half. It's interesting you talk about the Falcons' defensive numbers. You don't bring up offense the last five games. Nine points, 20, 24, 13, and 22. None of those are going to be enough, I think, to to win in L.A. this week. I, I don't know. I went back and forth with this a million maybe, times. Maybe, maybe, wait, but wait a minute. Maybe, maybe, Sarkeesian, maybe Sarkeesian was playing possum, too. Yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know if it's... I don't know what that guy's playing. It's not football. <laughs> Jeez. I, honestly, I've said it before. I think like, uh, Kyle Shanahan should win Coach of the Year just for what the Falcons have become. Forget about what he's done with the 49ers. I went back and forth with this Falcons-Rams game. I loved loved the Rams in the beginning of the week. Uh, but Falcons just don't score. They don't put up score, uh, points. But it's a weird game. It's under the lights. I think there is something to the fact, even more so than Atlanta being a Super Bowl team from last year, is that the Rams just uh, aren't as experienced. It might kick in. They might get off to a slow start, and which is why I wouldn't want to give the points. I don't want to take the points either, though, with the Falcons. I think I'm just going to sit back and enjoy it. I could do that. So I'm going to pass on yours. Plus, Harry, I already have the Rams-Pats at 15-2 uh, for a championship game. Brother Bry, Alabama minus five. Uh, again, we, we already have Alabama to win it. I think that's good. I think they'll always be within a score. At least a score of uh, of covering, if not covering. But um, I have not had a lot of luck in the championship games spread wise. So I'm going to stay away. I think parlay kid. I'm riding the hot hand. Rams, Jags, Chiefs, money line yep. parlay. Uh, I think yep. all those win. I think the Jags win like 31 to nine. I think that's so easy. Uh, the Chiefs, like we said, were scoring points. And if I had to pick a winner, Rams, Falcons. I would go with the uh, the Rams. So at even odds, I'm going with the Parlay Kid, a hundred nice. to win a hundred. Nice. Um, Rams, Jags, Chiefs. There you go. I bought I bought the Parlay Kid's bet. All right. Uh, listen, that'll do it for another episode of Against All Odds, Cousin Sal, part of the Ringer Podcast Network. If you think you're eligible for our Degenerate Gamblers Hall of Fame, or you just want to shoot us an email, do so. Cousin Sal, Against All Odds at gmail.com. We had the best of Tate. You did a nice job putting that together. The uh, best of Degenerate Gambler Hall of Fame submissions, and I got a lot. Uh, we could read next week maybe some of them um, as a result. Watch Jimmy Kimmel Live 1135 tonight and every weeknight on ABC. That's that for the Degenerate Trifecta. I'm Sal saying so long and happy handicapping. Na, na, na.